0: And welcome to episode 15 of the FPL Jingle As always, Steve Meiselbach is with us Steve, have you a short joke that you can tell us to kick things off? Um, no Okay Game <laughs> 15 was nice, or 14 will be nice <laughs> uh,
1: Thanks uh, for having uh, me on, Henri. you know, appreciate you, appreciate you having me on the podcast, you know
0: Oh, thanks for coming, Steve uh, Literally no one else Agreed to do the podcast what? with me. What? So. No way. <laughs> um,
1: um, I was thinking. Oh, should I have a catchphrase? Because your catchphrase seems to be like "howdy" or something. Do I? Should I? Should I try and think of one during the episode and see which or what? Or should you think of one? Actually, no. That could be dangerous. I don't know. What do you think?
0: Um, I think uh, a catchphrase is something that has to happen Naturally. and Then, in, yeah, but. I mean, you could try to think of one and, and, and just see how it goes. But the fans might not like it. You, you know, some, some people will shoot you down.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, the Discord could end up, go, could end up in flames. <laughs> go wild. From, so all this is tumble, be ho- from all the tumbleweeds that are in there.
0: <laughs> this is going to be a hobo edition. I'm literally recording this podcast at a shoe rack. Not the shop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah an and he actual, broke into
1: uh, <laughs> he <laughs> broke into foot locker and stole a shoe rack <laughs> That's what he's podcasting <laughs> off of down underneath the bridge with all the other homeless people
0: well, well actually in in at least in Clare, it was a shit sh- shoe shop called shoe rack uh, but no i i had the table sold out from underneath me. It sounds very homeless so it's also just
1: like you had the table sold out from underneath you table underneath just ah just fits so on so many levels
0: it was my it was my home
1: and uh
0: look uh it's a nice sign we're moving we're we're on the go I'll be back in ireland soon looking forward to it was just back as well had a fantastic night out on the sauce with the boys steve was not yeah, bad
1: yeah yeah it was good i organized a, a night out with um, the old crowd from work to go to a match and one of the lads couldn't make it and it just so timed out really well that you were able to go and take his ticket and yeah, great night on the sauce and... and we weren't too bad the next day, but when we went in to go get the breakfast and the guy recognized us from the night before, I sure my my heart almost sank because I was like, What did we actually do? And he was like, No, nah, you did nothing. I just got it ramber in faces. I was like, Thank fuck for that. Jesus, I was think I was think I was running through scenarios in my head and I was like, I don't think we did anything that bad. Maybe we did though.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's the fear, isn't it? You know, like the even if you have a perfectly sensible night out, but you have you were drunk, the, the, the fear exists, and, and there's always worry.
1: Yeah, to lesser stages, depending on how drunk you are, or to higher stages, yeah.
0: Mm, exactly. So, game week 14, saw so conflicting oh, fortunes. And, speaking and of the, the fear on... The podcasters. <laughs> yeah, um... So you you know what you scored forty nine like which is okay it's ten below average but it's I would say it's fine and like you would be keeping pace but actually your game week rank was over eight million I'm I actually know. very surprised to see that do you feel like yeah. there was uh, big mistakes here or are you okay with honestly it, I don't
1: no, honestly I really didn't think there were like Highland was dropped uh, from the squad very late notice after the deadline had passed um Mitrovic. Had a nice fixture against Brentford. Kane had a nice fixture against, uh, Bournemouth. The la um, I didn't captain De Bruyne. I captained Kane, which was a mistake. I should have done that, and I I would have been uh just slightly above the average. And then Saka went off injured. Martinelli got a goal. <clears throat> Andreas Pereira came in for me and did nothing. Uh, Dyer came off the bench and did nothing. Gwaihe and White and Pope were the only ones that actually did anything for me. So you know it, it 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 i'm not too disappointed it was just really really bad luck i think on my part
0: yeah it's uh, and i think it's a testament to this season's like ridiculously high scoring weeks uh, like 49 should be average 59 average is ridiculously high you know it's plus yeah, it's 5 really plus points average. from every player
1: it's a really high average considering the Haaland didn't play this week. Like, normally you'd you'd, you'd think, it, oh, well, everyone has Haaland and everyone's captained him, so that's automatically going to bump up the average, like, you know, maybe 10 or something, like you were saying here. But the fact that he didn't play and it was still, like, average 60s tells you a lot.
0: Yeah, maybe we'll, we'll touch on where the points came this week. Uh, to go through my team, I got a very fortunate 75. I vice-captained De Bruyne. I had Trippier for 11. I had Jesus. That's like the main differences between you and my team, Steve. Um, yeah. That they got me a net uh, by, by captaining De Bruyne. I, over 30 points between those three players. So, you know, basically half my points. Um, very fortunate to get like 20 points off the bench or something. So that was nice. Uh so to look at Game Week 14, I won't list the results. Uh, maybe people had Brighton players, they 4 one to Chelsea. Uh, Potter getting out-pottered by the Zerby. Uh, I didn't get to see this one, Steve. I don't know if you did either,
1: based uh, on your alcoholism. Not... <laughs> yeah, our debauchery on Saturday meant that I didn't get to see the game, although I did see some of the debauchery. highlights afterwards. I know, yeah. Um, although I did get to see the highlights and listen to some of the um people who did watch it and apparently, you know, it was basically Brighton played um a better form of uh Potter ball than Potter could play with Chelsea purely because he had set up the team to play that way for the last like I don't know how many years, three years maybe. Um you had Sterling and Pulisic as your wing backs, which is never a great start, and then you know, the two own goals that happen in the game are obviously bad luck, but, you know, they bright were, Brighton were creating a lot of chances, and Chelsea felt like they couldn't really get out of the traps. They never got out of first gear. And it could have been maybe slightly more, uh, but, yeah, like, full credit to Brighton. And, like, apparently, like, Potter, after the game, was fairly ratty about it, saying, like, oh, look how good the team is that I built. <laughs> like... So, uh, I'd say he's just pandering around as well. But the fan base, I think, in Brighton have been pretty upset with Potter. Not that he left, but because he took all his coaching staff with him. And they're also apparently going after the director of football from Brighton as well. So, um, that's just something in the background, probably, that played into the atmosphere inside the stadium. But I'm happy for Deserby. He got his first win as Brighton manager. He had the draw at Liverpool to start, and then uh, has been a bit unlucky since. Probably should have won in that game against um, Nottingham Forest uh, midweek on um, on Amazon. Uh, they were, Nottingham Forest were absolutely terrible, but they just couldn't get the ball in the net. So, yeah, worrying times for Chelsea because I don't think Potter knows his best formation and I don't think he knows his best team yet. Um, but it is only his first loss, so maybe we're reading into it a little bit too much.
0: Yeah, um, I yeah so. So to touch on your the, your last point you made, Steve, like I don't feel like Chelsea have improved that much under Potter. The, the results are probably masking a lot of bad performances, and also masking the fact that the team changes. There's no predicting what what team Potter is, is going to produce. Uh, no, like but that goes Re- back Reuben to the Leicester point, the, Cheek, that, to the point to that
1: he doesn't know his best team. Like he doesn't know who his best players are yet, and that's funny that he probably thinks that he needs to make more signings potentially in January. Uh, when Chelsea went out and signed some of the, like obviously not in a far sign the most, but like they signed a ridiculous amount of players in the summer, and it's, <laughs> the squad is still shite.
0: Yeah, uh, absolutely. I, I won't argue with that one. Like the the performances are there to show. Um, what was interesting at this game, like the so you're starting left cheek in midfield, who's a question mark to start with, and he then moves to right back. Because the two wingbacks that you started were shite and you've subbed them before the game ends. Um, I think though Chelsea fans will say Potter is kind of doing an okay job. Like he's had 10 games where whatever, uh, what is it, 14 games into the Premier League. He's had to deal with Champions League games as well. It's yeah. difficult to take a team mid-season and, and try to do something with them. Um, but I suppose the there's probably just annoyance within the Chelsea fan base in general, because even under Tuchel, you know the end of Tuchel's reign, like they never looked good, and despite all of the best players in the fucking world, <laughs> uh, yeah. Chelsea never seemed to uh, make a decent attacking force that teams hate. Sometimes teams hate playing Chelsea, but in general, we're just a bit of a fucking embarrassment.
1: I, so, I don't know if I go that far. You're you're tough, uh, you can be a tough side to beat especially when you're considered top 4 matchups but it's just that you don't know where the goals are going to come from with this team, Aubameyang I don't know if he really fits what Potter wants to do Sterling was promised to start every game in a forward position and then he's playing wing back, you got Kukurea there who's kind of filling in a, a centre back even though he's more of a left back uh, Reese James being out injured is a massive blow for Chelsea because he's a lot of their attack and especially their uh, from Wyatt Mason Mount isn't having as good a season as he was last season although the, the two games he played against Norwich he did really stat pad a lot of his stat, stats for that season um, but still very important to what they do Havertz just doesn't seem to be the player they thought he was when they signed him for like I think was it like 75 million or something like he just I, I haven't seen him play maybe a one or two in the Champions League I know he scored the winner in the Champions League final. you love to remind me of that but overall I don't think he's really worth immortality
0: beckons. Um the argument most people will make about Havertz is that he played behind the striker before coming to Chelsea and he has never done that as far as I'm aware in mm-hmm. in when he's wearing blue. So but that's not you know I won't be making excuses for Kai Havertz he's not a good player. But yeah. He anyway. he is good but he's not fantastic. Yeah I wanted to move us along um so we probably missed out on Gross and Trossar points here which some people might yep. have had. Uh, someone who really hurt us this week is going to be Reese Nelson. Two people captained him to <laughs> fucking smash us down the I ranks. That. Uh, yeah, I, I, we didn't miss much in this Arsenal game. I think we both had defenders, and we had at least one attacker.
1: Uh, so I had White for the clean, Saka for the assist, and Martinelli for the goal in the first of the first goal. And then I think afterwards it was a, it was a what it was a Par Thomas Partey goal. Odegaard goal. Jesus got a couple of assists, and then who scored? Um, other than that,
0: Martinelli, Reese Nelson, Nelson. for Yeah, two, and Reese Nelson. Sorry, with two. Oh, yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> so like you know, a lot of it was like not fantasy garbage, but like you're you're never gonna have Thomas Partey or Reese Nelson, and you're very rarely gonna have Martin Odegaard in your team. So a lot of those a lot of those goals were 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 just nothing
0: garbage. Yeah, but like, I won't argue with that one. Um, like we, When we both had the one defender, so... Yeah, uh, maybe maybe there was obvious... I, I don't understand how the average is so far above you. <laughs> That's a bit more so the point I tried to make, that yeah. we had all these points.
1: Yeah, and I, I, I don't know. I suppose one, one place they might be is in Newcastle. Um, Callum Wilson, two goals, two assists. Miguel Almiron with another goal. So... Maybe that's where a lot of them come from. They get another clean sheet as well. So, a lot of people would have had Trippier or Pope or Byrne to some extent. So, maybe that's where a lot of them came from.
0: A lot but, of people on uh, the triple up uh, <laughs> with Newcastle.
1: Yeah. Which is 10% a bit owned Callum Wilson. Yeah. Like, see, so you, you had um, Trippier with the assist for the Callum Wilson's second goal as well. And then and, um, I think Callum Wilson got the assist for Joe Linton's goal. But uh, yeah, like, and then I, I didn't really see too much of this game, so I can't really say. But Callum Wilson's making a strong, strong case for him to try and get on the plane for England in the World Cup, especially considering the, the lack of depth that, that they have in striker. I think you're you're looking at Kane, and then I think you're looking at Tammy, and then I think beyond that it's up for grabs. Is it is it him? Is it Calvert-Lewin? Is it Ivan Toney? Uh, Ivan Tony obviously made the last England squad, but obviously didn't play any games, so still didn't get capped. So, bit of a weird one.
0: Um, yeah, a bit weird. Uh, Newcastle will be pretty exciting for most, I'd say, in these two last weeks. I have Southampton and Chelsea, um, and that's why I do think this week I'm going to be picking up Callum Wilson. I think I should just pick the guy who scored the most points this week. Um, yeah. Dropping Mitrovic, who obviously has Man City, so I think that's fairly obvious.
1: Uh, yeah, I can't really argue with it too much. I'm just going to have a look at um, Southampton's fixtures at home and see how they go this season. Um, So 1-1 with Arsenal, 1-1 with West Ham, uh, 2-1 lost to Everton, 2-1 win over Chelsea, 1-0 loss to United. So they haven't got a great home record. They still lose games, but they're typically tight enough. You know, the the 2-1 uh, over everton is the first, is the only one that they conceded two goals uh, against at home
0: i've heard that that they're not a good scoring fixture when you play them away so uh, interesting you're, you're 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 putting doubts in my mind um we didn't we didn't miss out on any points at man city they got the 1-0 over Leicester, barely with the the de bruyne goal A yep. free kick even um man united beat west ham and i would say a good chunk of people have the likes of dallo or maybe Malaysia in their squad because they're just that cheap
1: yeah Dalo is probably one that to to look at actually yeah you're right um you know he's guaranteed to start every game and he seems to be rejuvenated under Ten Hag speaking of a manager has actually been able to improve the level of players um just going back to Potter well not actually back to Potter um Chelsea as a whole, really, not more, not really Potter more so. But, um, yeah, like they... Who couldn't work as f- magic. Fi- it was a fairly boring enough game and won the West Ham. I'll probably feel that they probably should have got a result out of. Much like the game against Liverpool, they had a couple of really good chances, but it was just uh, David De Gea with a couple of really, really good saves. One of them was world-class. And then I think, again, I think there's a shot from, I think might have been Rice or something, that Maguire gets his foot two to deflect it and then the hay I think helps push it. But yeah, um a little bit un- unlucky for West Ham there and United just needing to get wins, especially when they're maybe not playing as well as they would hope to be with Ten Hag. But you can see signs of what Ten Hag is wants to do with that team. Uh Lissandra Martinez had a particularly good game. I think he might have got man of the match.
0: Yeah, I saw a few memes on Instagram and Facebook about Martinez being like one of the best centre backs in the Premier League and I had a chuckle at that. <laughs>
1: uh,
0: yeah, Maguire, of course got to the start there and seemed to go okay, didn't he? Or was that in the Europa League? I think, I think was, that I think was, was in the Europa
1: game. League. Maybe I yeah, don't know if he yeah, started yeah. in the at the weekend fixture. Um, but I did. It's funny, uh, it's funny how we've all kind of moved on from that. You know, it was a it was a meme every week that Maguire was going to fuck up, and he's kind of been given a couple of weeks off out of the spotlight, and everyone's kind of forgotten about him. And then he yeah, starts. He needed it. Yeah, he really did need it. Like Everyone yeah. keeps sa- everyone was saying, oh, well, he just needs to keep playing games. It was like, well, they've been doing that for nearly a full year and it wasn't <laughs> working. So, needs to I not think, play, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And it seems to be, have worked out. It kind of takes some of the pressure off of him.
0: All right, Steve, I can't work out why you did so shit this week. Maybe it's just your natural inclination <laughs> towards that. Um, yeah, I, I think yeah, because I, I, I
1: overperformed too well, I, I performed too well last week, so I had to regress back a bit. You know,
0: I have one gripe about Philip Foden. Yeah, what a fucking prick!
1: Yeah, it's I'll move surprising. on to. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm. I'll only. I'll only caveat that by saying that up until that game, uh, the five times that he was in the Man City squad to play. Uh, Leicester at the King Power he'd only played a combined two minutes <laughs> so it's clearly not a fixture that um he likes or Pep likes him in so um probably but I only found out that during the game and I was like that's an incredible stat I wish I'd known that before I put him into my team this week
0: so Pep went over to Madison at the end of the game and he said I wish we had you instead of Foden Hayden <laughs> <laughs> so okay we can't figure it out Another gripe: uh, the bankers and outside picks this week. So our number one pick was Erling Haaland. Yep. there was a leak apparently. Did
1: Did you get your hands on that? A leak.
0: Yeah, the city squad was leaked, and they said uh, Haaland not in the squad, Foden bench. No,
1: I no, I only saw it after the deadline had passed, and it was announced like I think ten or fifteen minutes before the start, uh, before the lineups were announced. Um, so I I, I, I didn't hear about that. Yeah. Uh, if I, well, I mean, even if I'd known, what was I going to do? I wasn't going to drop him. So... No,
0: and you were set on Kane as well for the yeah for the voice. So I was, anyway. I
1: was, I was fairly. Which was, like...
0: was our our second banker. So yeah. yeah. Based on great... what we have wrote on this page, nah, it not, was the good not decision a great
1: week for the bankers. Like, I mean, yeah. geez, two 0 down to Bournemouth at halftime. They come back and win three two, and you think. Kane, or son, must have been involved somehow. But no, it was... uh, Bentancur. Bentancur, Davies, and I think Perisic had an assist. And uh, Ryan Cessignon. thank you. So all defenders, basically, bail and spurs out. And as they continued to struggle for form, they had a win in in Marseille in the Champions League yesterday, which they desperately needed. Otherwise, they probably would have made uh, Europa League... So, but I mean, it's it's a bit worrying that they're playing so badly and they just can't seem to get any form. And I think teams more or less kind of know how to set up against them at the moment. So it makes the game at at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium against uh, Liverpool that much more uh, interesting on Sunday.
0: It does, I, I, I would fancy Spurs against that Liverpool side at the moment, I'd say. Yeah. When you even with, with like at teams that can't create like a single shot can certainly get like twelve or thirteen against Liverpool. So uh I'd say Spurs will have some joy there. Uh to round it off, uh Bankers is poison. <laughs> number three was Saka, who hobbled off in the at the half hour marker, so Yeah. Uh, any, yeah. Any he update did return on, on though, him? he got an assist. Yeah, yeah, no, no, he's we're one for three so far.
1: Yeah, well, it's not going to get any better. I went for Ivan Tony who uh, blanked, and then you went for Eze uh, who blanked. Uneventful games in both, so I'm not really going to bother talking about them because I don't think there's any need. No, Tony, I'm not T- Tony. Don't I think Tony. I think is is kind of um, has lost his va- uh, fantasy value. Uh, Eze He's still suspended is in- for next week. Yeah, exactly. And then Eze is still an option um, because he's so cheap. Um, but they, typi- yeah. they, they typically don't perform well away from home. And I think they are away this weekend against West Ham. So it'll be interesting to see how they do there. But yeah, those were our bankers for for last week
0: yeah and even if you had the money for Eze you'd probably just spend it on uh, Miguel Almiron instead who's just going on an absolute fucking stormer and you shouldn't think too hard about it just fucking pick him up <laughs> um, that was our game week 14 have you any last pearl of wisdom for the listener before we go to a commercial break uh,
1: Is is it called sand because it's between sea and land
0: Back, uh, Steve just went there and prepared another joke for us. And I'll actually have that's you the answer about the sand one.
1: Uh, it get- no, it was one of those things I just like read I'm on Reddit, like what it was called like High Thoughts or something. It's like stuck with uh, me ever sh- since. Shower thoughts, yeah. Is shower that, uh, thoughts, kind of. Yeah, uh, uh, I still don't know the answer, and I battle, I battle with it daily.
0: Yeah, I haven't a clue either. I wonder, do people call Sandra have a tough time with that one?
1: <laughs> Fuck you.
0: So that also brings me on to another word. I, I can't think of the Chelsea Arsenal derby. Like Arsenal Spurs is the North London derby, is it Chelsea and Arsenal?
1: Hmm. Uh, I think it it's just... just is it is it just a London dar a a London derby because I think they're both from different boroughs. So I don't know if it's a, actual got like a ra- a name.
0: Mm. would be a relatively new one as well since Chelsea weren't really good for very long (laughs) Uh, that's one of the big games while Steve is looking that up we also have Spurs taking on Liverpool which I think will be a cracker Uh, well no the opposite they're both shite but it'll be interesting to see who comes out on top so maybe don't watch it but get the result uh, otherwise Man City will get a lot of points against Fulham Even if Helen doesn't play uh,
1: North West London Derby
0: Of course it's the North Oh I knew that Yeah 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 Fuck. Good thing anyway, this isn't the pub quiz
1: I'm really glad I interrupted you for that useless bit of knowledge Carry on
0: um, Yeah well, I was kind of going to point out the games where there's some points on offer And it's, it's got to be City against Fulham uh, I'd be nervous about the Chelsea Arsenal Game I'd be thinking Spurs will score a lot against Liverpool, as most teams tend to... I, I don't think they own. will, though, Owen. Oh, hold
1: on. Shut up. I think the way they're playing, <laughs> both teams are in bad form. And I, I just don't see where the goals are going to come from for Spurs. Like All their goals are coming from set pieces. Like Look at the game against Bournemouth. Yeah, last uh, last weekend, three, three set pieces was three it. Three set pieces, exactly. Like they're 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 not good at creating goals from open play. They're very very bad at it. And I'm not saying Liverpool are great at defending the set piece, but I mean Jesus, like it's just, <clears throat> it, Liverpool have never. It's never been a better time to play them. But like Spurs aren't in great form either. I I do fancy Spurs to get the win here, but I wouldn't say that it's kind to they're gonna pour on the goals anyway. That's all I'd say.
0: You couldn't see Kane releasing Son in behind Tramp Alexander Arnold on a mazy run.
1: Uh, I could, but then I could also see Son absolutely bottling it and just like lobbing the ball up into Allison's hands, like he's done a couple of times this season.
0: Such a shame! Thank God I didn't pick him up in draft because he'd, <laughs> he'd <laughs> been one of my first few picks. Um. I, and tough otherwise. like I don't want Palace players against West Ham. Palace don't play well away. <laughs> uh, and Then around the league. like Brighton have Wolves. So maybe that's something we should be picking up on. Like Trossard was playing striker there with, with Welbeck out. Yeah, so, Welbeck uh, who made England's
1: 55-man uh, World Cup squad. Congratulations, Welbeck.
0: He's, go- he's going to do it.
1: Get him on the plane. Get him on the plane. Yeah, I mean, look. Uh, uh, outside of Man City, uh, at home to Fulham there is not a whole lot to go for. Newcastle away at Southampton looks uh, probably the the best of the rest. Villa United could be interesting. Unai Emery's first game in charge. United on a good run of form. Um the Chelsea Arsenal game. Arsenal have two wins on the bounce at old at a sta- uh Stamford Bridge, sorry. So be interesting to see what happens there and how Chelsea bounce back after the loss to Brighton and how they play midweek in the Champions League. They're playing tonight against Dean and Zagreb at home. Zagreb. <laughs> so uh, yeah, that's probably that's probably about it. You know, everything else is Nottingham Forest, Brentford, no Leeds, Bournemouth, no Everton, Leicester, no West Ham Palace, maybe a little bit. But West Ham have been have been playing pretty good, been a bit unlucky with results, and Palace don't play away well away from home, so potential issue there for them.
0: Yeah, I I just want to take a look at fixtures. Like, if you are going to pick up guys from these teams, Moyer, West Ham have an easy run. I don't have that in front of me. I do have Brighton. They have Wolves and Villa in the last two games before the the World Cup wild card. So, so, so Trosser is a the nice pick For last two up. game
1: weeks, for the last two game weeks, Bournemouth, uh, Brighton, Everton, City, United. Uh, they they all they're all on four a score of four in terms of like the index and how easy they are to play. Um, like, you know, City have uh, Fulham and Brentford. um, United have uh, Villa and Fulham. West Ham have Palace and Leicester. And then it kind of gets a bit tougher from there on out. Uh, Newcastle mm. have Southampton and Chelsea. Arsenal have Chelsea and Wolves. You know.
0: Uh, so the standout one to me there, Steve, was men United.
1: Yeah, um, yeah. United um do have a nice run of fixtures, not even just for the last next couple of weeks. But for a couple of weeks after that as well, after the World Cup break is over. So and then they'll they'll have a chance to get some of their players back to full fitness, like Martial, for example. So they'll have a, a much better uh, squad of players to choose from.
0: Hmm. Very interesting. It might be worth picking up one of those cheap defenders we mentioned earlier on. Not mm-hmm. sure I'd touch any of their forwards. Um, This section usually starts with us going to the, the questions from Twitter, so we'll be we transition to that, Steve, in a lovely little segue. Sure, it do. Question time. <laughs> <laughs> Foden... uh, you, should
1: put in, you should put in the music from uh, Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. There, that just sounded like it would fit so well.
0: Oh, I know the one you're on about, where the yeah. camera pans in, yeah, and the, the, the lights dim.
1: Yeah. yeah, that one. Yeah. Brilliant.
0: yeah yeah well it creates a lot of tension if you're in the seat imagine you're in the seat for who wants to be a millionaire i'd say very easy to fucking bottle it
1: yeah did you ever see that guy though that was in on the american version and he used his last his only lifeline to call his dad on the final question to tell him that he's gonna he knew the right answer that's a baller move
0: that's fairly fucking baller yeah, yeah. uh i mean it kind of sounds like a dickish thing to do but but it's you know
1: to who you, certainly not you, the father like
0: I don't know, unless he was being prickish about it, like...
1: No, no, he was just calling to say, I'm I'm calling to tell you I know the answer and I'm about to win a million dollars, like... That's fucking shit, huh? Yeah. Anyway, I digress. Okay,
0: Stephen, I'm going to give you four answers and you have to pick the correct one. Oh, no. Uh, yeah, so Foden and Saka, who are the possible replacements? I'd love if I had prepared for this. I'm going to say... <laughs> M- Madison... Uh, Bernardo Silva uh, okay these are ordered by yellow cards so I'm going to have to change that <laughs>
1: uh,
0: okay Almiron, Trossar Madison and um, I'm going to give the last one Almiron, Trossar Bernardo Silva, Madison
1: oh, Almiron, Trossar, Bernardo Silva so bum,
0: bum. Bum, bum. Bum, bum. It,
1: no it's not timed <laughs> is uh, it?
0: i think it is i'm gonna to have to push you no, for an answer steve
1: it's not timed. <laughs> go away uh, <laughs> i'm going to say bernardo silva because i think he's guaranteed to start for city more often than foden is city have a nice couple of fixtures to end before the international break plus he's a little bit cheaper and allows you to maybe shift around your money somewhere else Almiron you'd probably replace with someone else like potentially like a, an Eze or like maybe even a, someone like a, a Martinelli if you're so inclined. So it just doesn't feel like it's worth the, the price difference. Madison I'm still not impressed by even though he's carrying the team at times on his own. Just and fucking scores points. Trossard is way yeah Trossard is probably one of the argue, other arguments you can make. Yeah. <clears throat>
0: Trasar or Bernardo Silva for Steve, are your replacements for Foden and Saka. Uh, if, if Foden starts that Champions League game, ship him out. Like he's he's only going to get you one point. I I think that's fair to assume.
1: Yeah, I think so. I think especially with the World Cup coming up, they're trying to manage his minutes too.
0: Mm, that can be part of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, okay, I think I think those are the obvious ones. Uh, was anyone outside of that four going to come to mind, Steve? Uh,
1: nah, not really. I mean, are you going to look at Rashford again after his goal against West Ham? I don't know if I am. Uh, Zaha no, a bit more a bit, there. Zaha's form has gotten a little bit kind of bit more up and down lately. Uh, you know, you're you're really kind of struggling. Then afterwards, Odegaard maybe potentially, but you know, again, he's guaranteed Rather to start have Martinelli games. Martinelli and, Jesus and yeah, exactly. yeah, exactly, exactly. So there you go.
0: Uh this is an interesting one that you've put in, Steve. Um I think we kinda of touched on it last week that Jesus is not clinical but adds an awful lot to the Arsenal side. Yeah. And there are some people asking like, should we be we worried about him in fantasy football, despite him scoring heaps and heaps and heaps of points? Um I'm interested in your take here.
1: Well, this question was—it was the way I phrased it was—is he a good fantasy striker? And the reason I say this is because it's now been one, two, three, four games since he last scored a goal. Now, granted, he has three assists in those five games—one against Liverpool, and then uh, the most, and then the other two came recently against Forest. But it kind of—it was got me thinking that this is basically kind of what Man City fans were used to with Jesus when he was playing for them in that. What he offered around the pitch was, was very, fairly important to what they wanted to do, but he never really s- scored that many goals. And I'm just thinking in a in a fantasy setting where you don't really care about the whole how he plays around the pitch, you're only concerned about scoring the goals. Like, is he a good fantasy player? Now, I mean, if you're looking at the points scored this season, form is telling you that he is. But, you know, it's just an interesting com- question that I had that I'm still not 100% uh, decided on. What do you think, Owen? Uh
0: well I wanted to get uh one particular stat up, which is uh, chances created in the the five-nil against uh Nottingham Forest. So his expected goals was 0.67, his expected assists was 0.58. Now he got two assists. Like, you know, like you don't need one in these games. Like anything over the 0.5 is generally regarded as like a really good stat. Mm. Um, and I would say if we were to look back in time at his X A in these games, it's ridiculously high. Um, so who? Yeah, I mean, like most players don't score each week.
1: But are you who happy with? Is, who... him, but are you happy with the striker who only gets assists and then therefore does himself out of the bonus points? Because if he's assisting someone, it's probably not. An, it's probably a midfielder. And then if a midfielder scores, their bonus points ought to, ought to obviously shoot up higher than his. So then he does himself suppose, out of the bonus.
0: if for some reason I only had the option to have either Martinelli or Saka, if I could have one of those two instead of Jesus, I might do that. I'm, I'd probably just have Martinelli and my team and get rid of Jesus if I wanted to just play two strikers, something like that. Mm. But um, I'm playing a three striker system. Uh, I have Mitrovic coming up against uh, Man City and I have Jesus coming up against Chelsea. And I'm dead happy to play Jesus and I'm dropping Mitrovic yeah. and you know you're you're running out of strikers then to put yeah,
1: in your that, team. Yeah and that's what I think it kind of boils down to a little bit as well like you have Callum Wilson who we've talked about who's caught fire in the last couple of weeks but hasn't really been consistent throughout the whole season now granted he was injured for a few weeks there so we'll probably give him a bit of slack but um, you know you're, one of the other forwards who's up inside the top five or the top six is, is Bobby Firmino like you know Liverpool doing so well. in a total blind season. spot yeah, exactly he's
0: a total blind spot for me like but, uh, that's because goals, he hasn't done any,
1: but that's because he hasn't done anything in the last four weeks he hasn't done anything in the last four weeks and despite that he's still in the top what is it one two three four five six top six like so it's real it's a real dearth of quality outside of three or four strikers i feel so he probably is in terms in that reg- in that regard when you put it into context like that
0: yeah like I think if if you have Haaland in your team and like it's okay to have Kane or Mitrovic or Wilson and you have De Bruyne and maybe you have some other very nice midfielders I I I think I, he's not essential I won't say he's essential uh he's he's not he's not Trippier there at Newcastle or Haaland or he's not De Bruyne um but he's one of the top 15 picks in the game
1: yeah, and especially if you're, especially like you said, if you're playing a three striker formation, he's kind of a must have really.
0: Hmm. Um yeah, I've like I, I didn't drop him all season, he's been there for me and very nice, happy with him. Um so uh I've been stung by this one already. I picked up James Madison, who for two games in a row got yellow cards, and then on the game week where I needed him, he was suspended. And it turns out there's a lot of players close to suspension at the moment. Some of them in a lot of teams. Yeah. Uh, most notably, Steve. Start with Harry Kane.
1: Yeah, Kane on four yellows. So he's in danger. If he picks one up, one more up against Liverpool, they'd be suspended for the, the final game of the season before the winter break. Um. So that'll be a big blow for a lot of teams, especially because they'd be playing Leeds at home. So it'd be a particularly nice game to have him for.
0: Hmm. Does this get, does this get, uh, this doesn't get a uh, set back, does it, at, at Christmas?
1: Uh, after 19 matches, it gets reset. So, no, they'd still, they'd still probably have their yellows after the winter okay. break. So, the okay. Yeah, well, you have a so... wild
0: card, but, uh, yeah. We don't need to worry about it right now, but when you are wild carding, it is something to think about over the the Christmas break. Um, so, also, uh, two other strikers, <laughs> almost all of them in my team. Jesus and Mitrovic are on four yellows at the you
1: moment. Know, the, 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 the Jesus one, maybe, is probably a bit, less of a, probably a bit more of a surprise. Apologies. Uh, he does like to mouth off to the ref. But, I mean, Mitrovic you can't be too surprised by with his combative nature and how he plays the game that he's accumulated so many yellow cards. Uh, i'm surprised there's not more i'm so su- i'm genuinely surprised he hasn't already got a suspension he had a pretty bad tackle against brentford that a lot of people were saying could have been a red i thought i was happy enough to leave it as a yellow but that's just me um but yeah those are two people that uh almost everyone would have in their team if not both
0: yeah Mitrovic is the young and athletic diego costa at the moment isn't he he's a-
1: but do you know He's Diego Costa only rounder. got sent off for the first time uh, in Premier League <laughs> last week? So for all the uh, for the um, reputation that he has, he, he actually never didn't had get... a red. No, I don't think he did. No, I I remember I remember, I remember hearing that. I was th- I was very very surprised. But yeah, he deserved those, uh, it many
0: many many times.
1: Well he might have been sent off in games for Chelsea outside of the Premier League, but that was his first one yeah, from the Premier yeah. League anyway.
0: That's ludicrous. He was uh, yeah yeah. Yeah, uh, absolutely loved by the Chelsea fans and deplored by the rest of the league. Yeah. Uh, have we have we a few defenders, Steve, that might be in our squads? Oh, we have are... a
1: we have a dearth of defenders. So Saliba is one who's on four yellows, and um, given the way he plays, the for Arsenal, especially when he kind of has to clean up after Gabriel, sometimes he make a professional foul and take the yellow. That's one to be concerned about. Diogo Dallo is one that maybe a lot of people might have had because he's a cheap defender. Who does um provide some attacking returns on occasion he's uh on four fabian char um probably to not many people's surprise is on four, so he's another one to to keep your eye on and those are the main ones um mark way he yeah. is is on four as well depending on if you have um a palace defender he he's he's on four so potentially he has a suspension
0: yeah interesting to see dallow there he 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 was one I was thinking of this week We, we mentioned the Man United defence for the last two game weeks mm. uh, I won't bother um, But yeah, that's that's three players in my team there Jesus, Mitrovic and Gwehi who have yellows uh, If I lose out on them I'll be fairly sickened in the last two weeks Yeah uh, In midfield The names of note I don't know that there is any uh, McAllister at Brighton Some people might have gotten him during his, his spell of ridiculous form uh outside of that, you're not really going to have any of these guys. Maybe maybe uh Reed at Fulham. I think some people were picking him up as that's, coverage.
1: No, that's Harrison Reed. Oh. Yeah, Harrison Reed, who actually in the last couple of weeks, uh or maybe three weeks, has scored <laughs> went on scored his first goal for Fulham in like over a hundred appearances and then scored a second one like the week the the very next week. So uh it's like buses, uh, you're waiting for one and then two show up at once. Um, I was
0: totally convinced this was over Reed, like no, when I no, was it's spelled reading the
1: no, results. No, De- is spelled different. Um, with an eye, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, with an eye. Yeah. Um, all the other ones. I mean, I really don't think there's anyone here. Anyone would have Onana is one. Jacob Ramsey is another. Um, Warrell is one. core is another. Who? Warrell. Warrell. Forest. What? Yeah. Well, where is he play? Who's this Warrell? <laughs> He's a midfielder for Nottingham and Forrestone. What do you want me to say?
0: I can't see him. I need he... to look this guy up. He doesn't <laughs> exist, does he?
1: Joe, uh, I think his name is Joe. Joe Warrell. W-O-R-R-A-L-L. God, this is great podcasting. He doesn't exist, Stephen. Yeah, what do you mean he doesn't exist? Oh, hold on. He's there. Oh, yeah, Joe yeah. Warrell. Of course I know him. <laughs> <laughs> Best mates. I often meet him down the uh, pub yeah. for a, for a for a good Guinness. Man loves his Guinness. Loves a
0: world Okay, uh we'll keep an eye out for that. That that is helpful for me now, knowing that I have three guys on for a suspension and one of the guys I wanted to pick up is on for it as well. Uh which is just a fucking sickener two weeks out from the wildcard. So good to point that out, Steve. Good 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 podcast topic. Um Thanks next Appreciate one up. It. yeah you can hold on to that one uh callum wilson i am pretty certain as soon as the pressers come out i'm probably going to pick this guy up for his games against southampton and chelsea um he's just on a ridiculous run of form and i don't want to think about it too hard i think i think i just get him
1: yeah i think um if you have Mitrovic, who is potentially facing a one-game suspension, and he has tougher matchups against Man City and Man United, respectively, I think it makes a lot of sense to pivot to Callum Wilson, especially just for the last couple of games uh, of the season.
0: Yeah, I mean, like, Chelsea is not a great fixture. I think he's in good enough form to make enough out of the Southampton game, even if he blanks against Chelsea, it's probably okay. He has, like, he's returned in 1-2... Three, four. He's returned in four of the last six games, and obviously he got the four returns in the last game, which is an outlier, but form breeds form, I'd say.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: And for people picking up a defender this week, Steve, where will they be shopping?
1: Ooh, that's a a tougher question to answer. Um obviously the the obvious answers would probably be Man City. Um and probably you know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Outside of Man City, we, I think it's... I will say, I do think West Ham have a good chance of keeping a clean sheet against Palace. Uh, I know Palace are doing okay, um, but again, um, they're just so yo-yo in form that I think, and West Ham have been playing pretty solid, that I do fancy them to potentially get a clean sheet there. Spurs is an interesting one. Uh, Liverpool did have a 2-0 win over Napoli midweek, so... You could fancy them to at least nick one there, and I probably would, just given how the frailties that they do have at the moment, although Conte might look to make a couple of changes to try and prevent that. Um, And then Newcastle probably is another good shout, even though they are away to Southampton, they've had a very good run of late, uh, that, that back four seems fairly set, and... I would be surprised if they weren't able to. Southampton don't have a much going forward. Che Adams looked very poor in the game they played last week. He had a lot he had a good few chances to try and equalize against Palace and just hit them all pretty much straight at Guiata. Guay- so if I had to pick three, it's gonna be City, Newcastle and West Ham.
0: Yeah, uh Manchester United with easy run and Brighton kind of easy run as well. Would be two places. Of course, don't pick up Dallow. On yeah. for that one game suspension
1: yeah unless you can afford uh, to unless he gets the suspension you can afford to have him on your bench yeah I, I would hold off
0: I think most people will have that city in Newcastle there so what is it West Ham, United and Brighton uh, see what you think there Um. That, that's, that's everything that everyone in the world is talking about on the internet right now yeah, Steve so it, it allows it. us it allows us to move on to our bankers and outside picks for game week 15 Oh God, I forgot
1: uh, about that,
0: yeah. You sound totally disgusted.
1: <laughs> I am, kind of. Um,
0: a Tough one, number one.
1: Yeah, I mean, look, Erling Haaland is back in training, so it'll be interesting to see how they line up in the Champions League midweek, but I do fancy him to come back and play. But if not, we're going to go for Cancelo as the banker. I know it's probably the first time we've had a, a defender on as a banker, but it, I think it makes sense.
0: Oh, it makes total sense. Cancelo plays every game. Um, you just wait for the presser or, or a leak on Haaland, and yeah, the, the the number one banker for this week is going to be Cancelo, because number two has not been totally reliable. Harold Kane.
1: Uh, the hurricane, yeah, like it. it there's a there's, the there could be there could be stormy weather at the. Uh... At the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium, Liverpool could be in danger. Um, I know, to be fair now, he's had a little bit of a dip. Uh, obviously, he did nothing against Bournemouth, and I don't think he did anything the week before. So, um, But that Liverpool defence is just so bad. They're in such a calamity, and I think it's just panic stations over there. So, I'd fancy Kane to do something, especially at home. He does pretty well there. And then the third one is someone we've been talking about pretty much the whole episode. And probably should just name the episode after him is Callum Wilson um, away at Southampton. He's in quite good form, as is the whole Newcastle team. And they can carry that over to, to the Saints and uh, get a result there. So those are our three bankers.
0: Yeah, Lord Wilson slash, slash Almiron, I'll go so far as to say. <laughs> um, it's amazing that, like, you think about this Newcastle team. Also, has a uh, Isak, Isak, and uh, Saint Max injured, not playing for them. So, yeah, uh, fair, fair fox, Newcastle for being this good, uh, even with a few starters on the bench. Yeah, absolutely. My outside pick this week. Uh, I went to Chelsea. I at the start of the part, I fancied does against Arsenal. So I'm thinking like. Arsenal in a great run of form, going to Stamford Bridge. Chelsea are, you know, Chelsea are going to probably give their best performance of this opening fifteen weeks against against Arsenal. I'm uh. pretty confident of this against that, and I'm going to back Mason Mount to get a return in that game because you just can't back any of the strikers at Chelsea.
1: So. Yeah, I was going to ask him why aren't you backing any of the strikers, and then I realised that you, none of them are very good. So, that kind of makes a bit more sense. Yeah, Mount makes sense. Uh, a lot of what, the good stuff that Chelsea do goes through him. Although, Conor Gallagher is starting to pick up a sl- uh, some of the slack a little bit. He had a nice ball into the box for uh, Kai Havertz's header against Brighton.
0: Yeah, I have a good time for Gallagher. Um, sure he was a nice bit of stuff there, Crystal Palace. Uh, and he's he's playing very regularly now in the Chelsea side. Uh, uh, yeah, I think you can rely on rely on him at this stage to play, based on what happens in the Champions League. Yeah, I and, so. uh Yeah, I, I couldn't knock that at all either. Um, who's it going to be for you, Steve?
1: I'm going to go for Jared Bowen, after what I've been saying, uh, again, about West Ham uh, so far this episode. I'm going to go back Bowen to uh, to get her something against Palace there. Uh, not too sure if he's still on penalty duties. They asked Moyes about it after he missed the one against the Liverpool and they said we'll have to see um and then the next game against bournemouth they had a penalty but he was subbed off a minute before they won it so it would have been interesting to see had he stayed on would he've been able to take it but uh, yeah i think he i think he'll do something
0: yep there there you have it that's going to be our outside picks uh yeah bowen on such a stinker of a run since his last season um yeah he he might go down as a flash in the pan we'll have to see how that uh, Hopefully out. not,
1: because I think he is a good player, but we'll have to wait and see.
0: Mm. Yes, one of one of my draft picks, Jared Bowen, which is a lovely segue. Steve, did you get a win this time against uh, in the Jingle the Jester Memorial League? I don't think you <laughs> say that enough. <laughs>
1: yeah, I did, Owen, I did. I had a nice win over John Scanlon, although he didn't really put up much of a fight. Uh, Haaland was out for him, and a lot of his other players didn't really pick up the slack, whereas... I had a pretty good week. I think I had sixty three points, and I think i I think you were second best on you at sixty two.
0: Yeah, just despite having two Liverpool defenders in my team, uh, and also Kepparis Balaga, uh, I got a nice sixty two. Mainly down to Callum Wilson getting the the four returns. Yeah, uh, Cancelo, Robertson, Salah, Martinelli all done bits for me there. Did bits for me there. I keep saying that. Um. Cool Kulusevski to come back from injury. Tony with a suspension. I have Bamford there who got like his first return of the season. No, no, he has two assists now.
1: <laughs> That's nice. Yeah, yeah, I, I was something similar. I had double city defence. I had Tommy Asu. I had Burn. So clean sheets across the back four. Allison obviously did nothing. And I had Gwiyato on my bench for nine. So my, um, my habit of starting the wrong goalkeeper. Uh, continues because I didn't start Allison in the two weeks that he got a clean sheet and an assist and another clean sheet against West Ham um, but I'm not sad about it uh, I got <laughs> Odegaard for 10 and then I had Cam Wilson for 19 and then the rest were 2's and 1's around the board but sure, luck at 60 over 60 in draft is, is doing fairly well absolutely uh,
0: yeah. anything over 40 in general uh, should be getting your result uh, that leaves me like uh, absolutely mid-table, loving it down here, uh, cozy.
1: <laughs> it's very uh, tight though, like uh, yeah. there, there's three guys uh, who are tied for the first on 30 points and then there's like three of us tied uh, on 24 and then after that it's 21-18 bracket and it's very like very tight down there and then I think you're around hovering around like 12th or 13th then when it drops off again. So, you know, it's 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 still fairly early days, even though we're, like, well into the season now.
0: Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. You only have to come seventh this time. Uh, yeah, I think I'll I've, be capable I've, of that.
1: I, it'll be interesting to see, because I think this adds a little bit of dynamic to it, that you can still maybe have a bad start to the season, but still scrape in and then have a good team for playoffs. So I'm interested to see how it works. Look, if it doesn't work, we'll go back to the other format next year, but I think it was worth a try.
0: Yeah, yeah. Also, I think almost every year we should just change it anyway because it's just a bit of fun. bit of fun with the guys.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Look at those guys being dudes
0: uh dudes being guys and callum wilson that'll be the story of episode 15 of the fpl jingle anything else for steve
1: no and i still haven't thought of a catchphrase so you're gonna have to leave with me maybe next week i'll think of something
0: will i I let you start the podcast next week
1: no because i feel like i wouldn't do as good a job as you so i'm not gonna set my set myself up for a fall like that You'd upset
0: the you'd upset the listenership.
1: Yeah, everyone would turn off thinking it was or they do that thing where they look at their phone going, What <laughs> to make sure they're listening to the right thing.
0: Zoinks. Yeah. Uh <laughs> if you want to get in touch with us, you can do that on Discord. Uh, that'll be linked in the podcast description. You can get us on Twitter at the FPL Jingle. You can look at our website. The FP no FPL Jingle dot com. No in that one as far as I'm aware. Yep. Uh thanks for listening. Goodbye.
1: Bye, everyone.